for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's South, you fill it in for the vacationing WB, that's right, our fearless leader, William Barber, taking the week off with a lovely bride, but I am here in the captain's chair this week, delivering to you an all-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your weekend as we have a jam-packed program coming up for you this week. And also some big news from the Atlanta Motor Speedway dealing with the 2021 schedule for the Cup Series next year in NASCAR. And I'm going to discuss it here a little bit in, in NASCAR news, but I'm so excited. I need to go ahead and tell you, but Atlanta Motor Speedway will have two race dates. That's right, two race dates in 2021 it was officially announced earlier this week that Atlanta Motor Speedway will have two races in 2021 the traditional Bulls of Honor QT 500 race in March and then in July the weekend that normally was the Kentucky Speedway race weekend has now been given to Atlanta so the Quaker Stake 400 presented by Walmart will be taking place in Atlanta Motor Speedway in July so very, very exciting news for Brandon Hutchinson and the entire staff. So much to talk about there. So we'll also get the, the thoughts of a Ted Ostead. He works at Atlanta Speedway, and he'll bring us the latest in short track news, but also give us his thoughts on the staff reaction to having two races at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Also on the program this week, Gracie Trotter, a young lady who made some history and an ARCA win just a, about a week ago or so, becoming the first female to win an ARCA series race. So we'll be speaking with Gracie Trotter coming up literally, a little later on the program. And also, the main man in charge over at Charlotte Motor Speedway in just a couple of weeks, the Cup Series will be returning to Charlotte Motor Speedway, the Roble race, the cutoff race, and the round of 12 in the NASCAR playoffs. So we'll be speaking with the main man in charge, Greg Walter over there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. So a jam-packed program for Southern Race Week coming up today. So just sit back and relax and get set to enjoy the uh, great programming we have for you here on Southern Race Week Radio. Don't forget about the social media as well. You can follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. You can follow our fearless leader at WB Radio Network. And you can follow yours truly at Alfie underscore 19. Don't forget about the Facebook page as well. Facebook.com slash Southern Race Week and get all the latest in NASCAR news, short track news, uh, any kind of racing news. You'll find out about it via our Twitter and our Facebook page as well. Hi, this is Winston Kelly, the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame and pit reporter for the Motor Racing Network, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie yet again bringing you another brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. As we told you earlier during the NASCAR news, big announcement made in the 2021 schedule for the NASCAR Cup season as Atlanta Motor Speedway will yet again race two races a year in the Cup Series. Very excited about this in March and in July. So excited about it. Even though we do go to him to get the latest on what's going on in the world of short track news, as he is our short track guru, but he's one of the many, many men and women who work around the clock all year long 
to make sure Atlanta Motor Speedway is not just your destination for NASCAR, but for so many other events and activities that take place at the track just outside of the, the NASCAR dates. But now they're going to have to add on another uh, Cup Series race uh, date to the calendar in 2021 as we go live to the Atlanta Motor Speedway and welcome in the myth, the legend, Mr. Ted Austin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll see that. That was quite the introduction. We're we're out of time now. Oh, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> well, let me let me tell you something, Ted. Before we went on here, and and I'm very excited about this. As I mentioned, we did it in the NASCAR news segment. We're going to bring it up a little bit now because right. you are obviously there at AMS, which is a uh, exciting news uh, by NASCAR for the 2021 schedule as you guys have two races at Atlanta Motor Speedway in 2021 wow. in March uh, and also in July. And that and that March date, not that many days from my birthday. So hopefully we can do something <laughs> really, really special for the, yeah. that March race. Maybe a more QT hot dogs for the birthday boy that weekend is what I'm saying. <laughs> we, could, we could possibly work it out. Maybe maybe have Chase Elliott sing happy birthday to you on the front straightaway. Or I would, maybe that's maybe that's a little too much to ask. I think of, I would but, like uh, to challenge Michael Waltrip to a quick trick hot dog eating contest in the media center. It's been it, I made the announcement right here on Southern Race Week Radio. Ted Austin, witness to what I just said. I challenge Michael Waltrip to a quick trip. Hot dog eating contest. So, what well, well, we may have to do because you know our schedule is so busy, Alfie, <laughs> yeah, is what we may have to do oh. is is do it do it in in segments. Okay. So like we'll have you do it first, <laughs> right? And just yes. see how many you can scarf down in what minute? Two minutes? Yeah, two minutes. Okay, okay. Minute. Only a minute? I mean, they're really good hot dogs. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two, two minutes. Two minutes. I think we're gonna have to work on this a little bit more in those meetings you guys do every week to discuss this kind of uh, uh, stuff. I'll have to come join you for one yeah, of those I'll, meetings. I'll, but, but, I'll uh, bring it up. I'll bring it up in the promotional meetings, <laughs> and uh, we'll just see if we can and grow some wings. But uh, before we get into the, yeah, I'm not promising anything. <laughs> uh, no, no, of I'm course, I, anything, I got buddy. you. I got you. Just, so, just the dog, Just as long go. as the idea is yeah. out there, that's all. That's all that matters to me. But we are in a good mood, aren't we? Yes. And, and uh, uh, there's good reason for us being in this this jovial mood. Yeah. Before we get into the short track <laughs> news that I'm sure everyone's looking forward to, uh, let's get your thoughts because you you were there. Uh, you've been hanging out with Brandon, the whole crew. How fired up are right. you guys to have this additional race date in 2021? My thoughts, uh, how how I'm feeling right now, can be very well summed up with, a, yeah, woo. <laughs> Uh, and, and that, so, and so that, that's pretty much something yeah. up for everybody in the building. I'm sure is, the local government uh, and I'm sure the local government officials are also screaming at the top of their lungs as well. So uh, I think uh, <laughs> the fans, the fans of Atlanta oh. Motor Speedway, who have been asking for this for ten years now, oh. uh, and, and many of us were kind of like, you know, uh, never say never, but it's we weren't grand. optimistic right. that that this day would ever you know return. Uh, and for a lot of us here is uh we did the two races for years yeah and then to have it reduced to one is you're just like god now we've got to wait another 12 months to do what we do best again uh we're we're extremely excited with the announcement earlier this week and and uh the the announcements that are forthcoming about our races and 
and what we're going to be able to do and everything like that is uh yeah the 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 attitude around the office has been phenomenal uh we are cranked we've already uh before even the announcement we had started to kind of put together our timelines and everything like that as we've known about it for a few weeks um but uh, on what our plans are and how we're going to unveil the the uh the summer race uh and and it'll be what I think the fifth or sixth time in our history that we've actually run in July and uh, to have a, a second date is we we here as a staff uh and our fans we've already heard everybody's really cranked about it. it it's an exciting week here at Atlanta Motor Speedway oh I'm so psyched for it because like you said I covered NASCAR the track for a lot of years when they had the two race dates and then going to one was like you said it's like you have to wait a whole 12 months before the next time NASCAR is in town and now it's just going to be a few months and in between uh, race dates. So uh, just so excited and, and excited for you and Brandon and the entire staff. And I'm sure we'll have Brandon Hutchinson on the show here in the coming weeks to talk a little bit more about it. Uh, but uh, you guys got a lot of stuff going on at Speedway. And before we kind of take a look at uh, a lot of stuff, like we said, outside of NASCAR, you guys do at the track. Uh, what's the latest on results you got for us here in uh, the short track world, Mr. Austed? Well, this past weekend is um, some pretty good events took place. Is uh, finally Mother Nature kind of gave the short track industry uh, an opportunity to race again. And uh, down at Sonora Raceway is the Michael Head Jr. Memorial, the 23rd annual race uh, honoring the the, the fallen uh, short track driver. Uh, was won by Brandon Overton. He won the uh, 54 lap special on Saturday night down at the Bullring. Is pocketed 4,050. $4 along with probably one of the most unique trophies in motorsports is it's a replica pedal car painted up for uh, car number 54 which was Mike Head uh, Michael Head Jr.'s father uh, the Dirt Race Hall of Famer Georgia Auto Racing Hall of Famer uh, and it replicates uh, some of his uh, previous race cars and it's a really cool trophy in fact Overton he saw that trophy on social media uh, last week and uh, told his crew he says that's what we're going I want I want that trophy and uh, uh, he showcased that on Saturday night is uh, he fell behind early to Joseph Joyner out of Florida uh, with the hunt for the front race team and I'll tell you those guys have really turned a corner um, but on lap 16 is Joyner made a little bit of a mistake and Overton pounced on it and the, the the, the young man out of Evans, Georgia, uh, Brandon Overton, did not disappoint his fans as he took off and uh, led the rest of the way. It was his 20th super late model win of the season, so he has definitely become a premier driver in the dirt super late model world uh, and pocketed, like I said, that 4054 bucks. but more importantly to him, that really cool trophy. Over uh, at Needmore Speedway, uh, the crate race in USA boys ran, and Will Harrington padded his uh, season points lead with a victory down there. He pocketed the 4000 bucks going flag to flag. Jordy Nipper was in second. Parker Martin, the son of uh, Cochrane Motor Speedway uh, promoter Chris Martin, finished in the third-place position. Up at North Georgia Speedway, Booger Brooks, won, I still love that name, won the uh, Red Clay Series race for the Late Mile Sports, which is your sixth. Uh, 602 uh, crate engine cars. Uh, he won the, the Red Clay Series up there. Jordan uh, Rodebaugh won the limited late models while Junior Whitener 
claim the crate late model victory. Talladega short track just across the uh, border uh, of Georgia and Alabama. Uh, Dylan Tidmore won the super late models. Joe Nugent, another limited late model victory over there. Kevin Hale is the crate late model winner, while Buddy George won the 602 late model sportsman division races. Uh, on the national side of things, on the dirt, the Legends Car uh, Dirt National Championships took place at Lincoln Speedway in Pennsylvania. Beautiful facility up there. Uh, Joey Clanton uh, came out of retirement uh, and won the Masters National Division Championship. Best of a field of over 35 Legends Car drivers. It was the first time that he had been in a Legends Car since the late 90s. Wow. So the guy can wheel a race car. Former ASA champion. He, he, he won a lot of races in Legends Cars prior to uh, that ASA uh, career. Uh, his son Christopher, as they went up there as a father and son racing team, he didn't do too bad himself. Is uh, He finished third in the pro division, so uh, kind of cool for Joey Clanton to hop into a Legends car. Uh, I mean, 1999, I think, is the last time that he was in a Legends car, so 21 years, oh, and uh, went out there for practice, uh, did very well, qualified the fastest, and then uh, went flag to flag for the Masters Division Championship, so pretty cool for Joey Clanton. Clanton and the Clanton Racing Team. On the asphalt side of things, Trevor Knowles won the Short Track Super Nationals at uh, Bristol Motor Speedway Saturday night for the asphalt late models. And then Christopher Tullis won the Fall Brawl at Montgomery Motor Speedway Saturday night. Hudson Holder was second, and Justin Bonnet finished in the third place position. So that's a little bit about what happened uh, last weekend. Well, a lot going on on the World Short Track News. So uh, thank you very much, uh, Ted Austed, live from Atlanta Motor Speedway, providing us with the latest in results from the short track world. And as we mentioned earlier, uh, Ted, I want to brag on you because you do such a great job of providing so much entertainment. You and your staff and Atlanta Motor Speedway, outside of the NASCAR rate dates, uh, you guys did, uh, you know, Thursday Thunder. Um, you've got uh, so many now new events that you're doing to kind of help the community in engaging during this kind of crazy pandemic situation we've got going on with COVID. Uh, so tell us uh, what's coming up for you guys at Atlanta Motor Speedway that uh, is going to be forthcoming for the uh, local people in the area who want to maybe uh, come out and check out what's going on. Well, uh, we have the Georgia State Fair uh, is going to open up out here uh, this weekend. It'll continue through Sunday, October the 11th. A little bit different fair than in the past is they've got social distancing in place. They're going to restrict the number of people that come into the fairgrounds and everything. Um, They're wiping down all their rides, and they've got COVID uh, uh, regulations that everybody's got to wear a mask and everything like that to keep everybody safe. But it's an opportunity for, for folks to come out and enjoy a, a fair atmosphere and enjoy some of that fair food and everything uh, that's taking place we also announced uh, here a few weeks ago and we'll open up this weekend with a drive-in car concert uh, we hooked up with a promoter that has been producing successful drive-in car concerts both in San Diego as well as Chicago. He'll open up this weekend with uh, a couple of acts that'll be on a stage on the outside of the facility where you can drive in with your car. You get to you can stay in your little area around the car and everything, uh, but very socially uh, distance-friendly, uh, COVID-friendly environment for folks to enjoy live music again. And uh, we're able to strike a deal where, like I said, they open this weekend and they'll have that 
stage going live uh, every weekend and, and a few weeknights all the way through the 14th of November. So uh, uh, check out our, our website, uh, LandonMotorspeedway.com. Go to our social media sources as we are uh, telling all of our fans and uh, guests of the Speedway uh, what is available right now with the State Fair as well as this uh, open stage on the back part of the facility. So it's, it's some exciting times here at the Speedway, not only the excitement of, uh, of the announcement of two races next year, uh, but also with the, the different activities that we have created for people to enjoy getting out of, get out of the house again. Well, thank you very much, and that's Mr. Ted Austed from Atlanta Motor Speedway providing us with everything going on at the track and also the latest in short track news. Mr. Austed, enjoy the rest of your week, sir, and we'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Sounds good, Alfie. Take care. Hey, this is NASCAR driver Trevor Bain, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. And welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We yet again bringing you this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as the NASCAR playoffs continue on here in the 2020 Cup season. And in just a couple of weeks, the NASCAR Cup Series will once again be returning to the Charlotte Motor Speedway for the annual Roval event. I had the opportunity to join Greg Walter and his entire Charlotte Motor Speedway crew last year while I was in Charlotte to see Chase Elliott win the Roval last year and so excited to see what Chase can do uh, when he returns to Charlotte in a few weeks for that Roval race as he is right there in the hunt in the uh, playoff picture to hopefully win himself a uh, cup championship. And speaking of Charlotte Motor Speedway, anytime we talk Charlotte, he's the mayor of the city of Charlotte. As we head on over to the Food Depot hotline, welcome in the main man in charge over at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Greg Walter. Woo. My wife said if I ever try to expect that, when I walk in that door at home, I got another thing coming. So thanks, well, thanks Alfred. I appreciate it, buddy. Maybe we can build a doorbell with that as the uh, <laughs> when people you know, Greg, get the door. You know, something, something with my voice in it for you there. I, I, we can, we people can work will on run that thereafter, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. Mr. Walter, you're we think of you as a friend of the broadcast of the show here. Every time there's events going on at Charlotte, whether it's NASCAR, sh- a short track, dirt track, uh, NHRA. You guys are the hub of racing in the South as far as I'm concerned because everything is available to race at Charlotte Motor Speedway. In just a matter of weeks, uh, we will see that again with the annual Roval race. So I'm really excited, and uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming fans are going to be able to attend this event, correct? Yeah, actually, so in, in our state, the state of North Carolina, the, gov- the governor just recently issued uh, an amended order part of phase three as, as the, the department and the state has outlined where we're allowed to have up to 7% of our capacity for, to attend the race. So a 7%. Now the good thing is, is that we're such a large facility. That's, that's a fair number of people, but you know, it's not like we're Bristol where we had, you know, more than 20,000 in attendance. Um, but listen, I, we'll take, we want fans here. We've been clamoring all year to have fans come out and enjoy racing. And certainly the Roval is, uh, one of those tent pole events during the season that, that people look forward to coming to. Tickets are sold out. We're at capacity for Sunday, but we are still, do still have tickets available for Saturday. And those are 50 bucks. The cool thing about Saturday is, is that you talked about all the different forms of racing that we have here. 
we're bringing IMSA back to the track. And so those are sports cars. If you've ever seen, you know, the WeatherTech series, the GTM, the GTLDs, it's a, it's a phenomenal form of racing. And, and they're actually going to race at night. Oh. So you'll see these cars in the infield with their headlights on, <laughs> dashing around the, the Roval. Uh, we are super excited as to what this will bring for the fans in terms of entertainment. Well, we're looking forward to it. And, of course, uh, check out the uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway website for details, information, and uh, to purchase your tickets as well, as we have uh, Greg Walter, the main man in charge, over at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway as we get set for the Roval here in just a couple of weeks. And uh, this is, the, is this the fourth year now you're going to be doing the Roval or the third year? Is, this, is, this is the third year. So this, so this is the third year. So, yeah. I know so over, we, I know over the last few years you guys have made alterations and changes from one year to the next. As far as this year's course, will there be any changes, or are you guys and the drivers happy with the way it's uh, laid out now? I think we're, we're fine with the layout for okay. now. Um, you know, it, it is proven to be you know, incredibly challenging. Um, the IMSA drivers, when they were out here doing a test a couple of weeks ago, um, they were they, they, they loved the course. It's challenging. Um, it's every course, every driver's competitive. They love a good challenge. Um, I was with Jimmy Johnson today, and, and you know, he really likes the technical demands that this course makes on, on a driver. And, of course, the new schedule has come out. And you'll see within there, there's a lot more road courses added to it. And we think a part of that is that what the success of the Roval showed the world, that, you know, road course racing is kind of this neat phenomena that really makes a challenge on the driver and the machine. So the Roval is the ultimate challenge. It's very unforgiving. And uh, we'll see who has the best out here and moves on to the next bracket of the playoffs. Well, it's going to be exciting because your race will be that cutoff race in the next round. So it's going to be exciting because it's going to be jockeying for position. Those uh, drivers on the inside uh, out looking in and and uh, Chase very successful last year, even though he had that crazy accident coming going into turn one. No one thought he'd be able to come back and, and win that darn thing. But sure enough, he was able to rush through the field and get that checkered flag and and with that win was able to propel him into the next round. But uh, how cool is it for you guys to have that Charlotte race on that cutoff as the cutoff race for the next round. So uh, it should be exciting to see some of these cars who possibly need to get a win or jockeying themselves in to get a win competing out there. Well, you remember the first race, right, where Jimmy Johnson had yes. to win the race or to, you know, to get in uh, or at least finish strong, and he went for it, right? Yeah. Through Jimmy Johnson fashion, the competitor that he is, you know, went for it. And we had this amazing storyline, amazing finish. Um, I had a friend of mine in New York City call me. He said, dude, I can't believe that. That was the most <laughs> incredible thing I've seen in my life. You guys must have done something to rig it. And I said, no, dude, that's just natural robo racing. Yeah. And then last year, to your point, you know, with with, uh, with Chase and the way he, he slammed into heartburn turn and then was able to come back. I mean, of course, the, the finish and him you know, doing the burnout down there. Um, <laughs> It just it, it embodies what we love about our sport, and that's great storylines. The fact that it's a cutoff race means all the chips are on the table, right? So anyone who's on the cusp, who's trying to advance to the next round, this is where you got to make it happen. And it's not a forgiving race. It's not a forgiving track. There's lots of demands on both the driver and the equipment, and we think that provides great entertainment for our fans. Mr. Walter, of our fans want to check that information, purchase tickets, maybe they want to drive from the Atlanta market, not that long of a drive out there to Charlotte to the track. Um, where can they get information and then also your social media handles? Absolutely. So, I mean, look for us on all the social media platforms. Just, you know, type a search for Charlotte Motor Speedway. 
Um, in terms of tickets and information, the latest information, um, that's available on social media. You can always go to our website at www.charlottemotorspeedway.com or call us at 1-800-455-FANS. And we have folks here that uh, know everything that's going on. They definitely know more than I do, matter of fact. <laughs> and they're happy to kind of net, help people navigate what the best options are and what's available for them to, in order to enjoy the experience. Well, Mr. Walter, uh, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Good luck to you and your crew as you get set for the Roval here in a couple of weeks. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon, my friends. I look forward to hoping to see you again soon, buddy. Hey, this is Jamie McMurray, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie yet again bringing you another brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. As We have a special guest on the Food Depot Zoom line. And don't want to hesitate any longer. Let's head on over and check in with uh, a woman who made some history here just a few days ago. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Gracie Trotter. Thanks for having me. <laughs> hey, Ms. Trotter, thank you so much for checking in with us at an undisclosed location somewhere within the lower 48 states. And congratulations. Uh, you made some history as becoming the first woman to win in an ARCA series race. So tell me, uh, how does that feel? I mean, it's I mean, it's cool that's a, a, to be a female and get a win, but just to get a big a, a big win in a big series, uh, how was that for you to, to celebrate? Yeah, it's pretty surreal. Just coming off my first one in the late model stock too, uh, two weeks before that, it's pretty crazy. So. Even that one, it's it's been awesome. I won at my home track at Hickory with my dad, grew up there. Uh, so that was pretty awesome. And then the go win Vegas was really cool. Uh, we raced there earlier this year in February and had the chance to come back to the track. I didn't think I was going to race there until next year, but schedule changes. And um, I really wanted to go back and win. I, I even said that after the race back in February that I don't want to come win at this track. I really liked it. It was just my type of track, I felt like. and. Uh, it's pretty awesome to uh, pretty much dominate the race, I could say that. <laughs> so um, it, it's pretty surreal. It still hasn't hit me yet, but um, like I've been saying, I, I had no idea it was going to be as big of a win as I thought it was. When you think of motorsports, uh, a lot of female names were not big prominently in the 80s and the 90s, kind of when I started growing up watching racing. Uh, now you look at the short track world, some women like Danica Patrick, among others, I've opened the door. For, now you see pretty much so many young women now racing in short tracks, dirt, wherever they get a chance to get out to the race. So now as a, a winner in the ARCA series, first female to do that, do you see yourself as kind of a pioneer or, or does, does that even bother? Or do you even care that it's a first female, just the fact that you won? I mean, what are your feelings on now maybe little girls who are now inspired by you to maybe say, hey, you know what? She can go out there and do it. Why can't I? Yeah, what matters to me the most is the fact I won. All the hard work me, my team have put into this. My dad, who's been there for me through it all over the years, and uh, Toyota and Enios, who's who's put their money and effort and everything and their support into it all. That that means the most to me that I got to win for that. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool being uh, known as the first female to win in the Arca series because it also shows that. Um, little girls and girls that want to just get into the sport shows them that they can also do it too. 
Well, maybe for some people out there who might not know a lot about your background, how you got started, what got you started in motorsports? What, what, where did you, I guess people say, where did the bug bite you? I'm a third generation race car driver. So my dad raced and so did his dad. Uh, they're both from Texas. So my dad actually moved to North Carolina when he was around 21 to go racing and he just didn't have enough money to pursue it. Uh, so he raced here for a few years, racing late models and such. Um, around North Carolina, South Carolina areas. And in 1997, he started up Calico Coatings. Racing just didn't work out for him, but he did want to start a business. And so he started that and started a race team. So he had two USAC midgets. He was one of the guys who brought USAC midget racing in North Carolina and also had a late model stock. So I actually grew up going to the racetrack in the early 2000s with my dad every single weekend with him. Uh, so I grew up at tracks like Hickory and Concord Speedway. Uh, and ever since I started going with them, since I was a little baby, and around six, seven years old, I wanted to – I knew this was something I wanted to do, and I kept begging him, begging him, but he didn't want me to do it because he was trying to start up his business. He knew how hard and expensive it was to get into racing, and he also didn't want me getting hurt either. So <laughs> that was a really big thing for him. and. I always ask him till this day if he'll let me drive one of his USAC midgets. He says, no, it's too dangerous. So I was like, why'd you get one in the first place then? <laughs> but, uh, that sounds, hey, that's what a dad does. That's what a dad does. So just yeah, so. <laughs> uh, speaking with Gracie Trotter here on Southern Race Week Radio as we talk about her big historic win and how she got into the sport. If our, follow, if our listeners want to follow you on social media and keep up with what's going on with you and, 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 and keep up with what's going on maybe behind the scenes and what you do, where can they go to follow you on social media? Uh, my Facebook page is Gracie Trotter Racing. Instagram and Twitter is both Gracie Trotter 11, and I have a website, GracieTrotter.com. I'm actually in the process of putting some new merchandise on my website so people can come buy it. So you've been garnering a lot of attention, I'm sure, for what happened to you. How, how are you handling it? Has it been kind of overwhelming with all the, uh, the media attention and all these you know, press conferences and interviews? And Is it overwhelming for you, or how, how are you handling that? Yeah, it's been a little overwhelming. I've never had, I've never had this much attention, I guess you could say. I've never done this many interviews, even just in one day before. So, um, but it's been pretty cool getting to tell my own story um, and letting people know about me. So what's the goal? Where, where, where's the end road for you? Is this, do you want to be, do you want to go to the Cup Series or, or what's the dream for you here? What, like In five years, where do you hope to see yourself? In five years, I'm hoping to spend some more time in the ARCA series. Just, I, I want to get more wins before I move on to the trucks, definitely for sure. Probably spend a few more years, a couple more years in the ARCA series. Um, just getting to learn, learn more about these cars, getting more wins, and then eventually move up to trucks here in the next three, four years or so. Uh, but whatever Toyota has in store for me, I trust them. So uh, they're my people I go by. Well, Gracie, you're an inspiration uh, to a lot of young girls out there who are looking up to you. So I just hopefully uh, this is the beginning of a successful career for yourself. So we're just excited to see what this uh, road leads to you. So thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. Good luck to you the rest of the ARCA season and uh, get up there and kick some butt, all right? Will do. Thank you. I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. And welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie once again filling in for the vacation EWB, but he'll be back in the captain's chair next week to deliver an all-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And i got to tell you, man, we had a great episode 
of Southern Race Week this week. Thanks to Ted Austed from Atlanta Motor Speedway delivering the latest in short track news. Also, Gracie Trotter, ARCA Series driver, joining us this week. And also the main man in charge over at Charlotte Motor Speedway, Greg Walter. So uh, thanks to our great guest for joining us this week. I know for sure the next week on the program, Austin Hill, the young cat from Georgia who won in the Truck Series race last weekend at Las Vegas, will be on the program next week to talk about that, week, uh, about, talk about that win in Vegas. Also talk about his Georgia roots and uh, his career of where he got to where he is right now in the uh, Truck Series. So uh, Austin Hill will be joining us on the program next week. So uh, looking forward to talking to him next week. Don't forget, there were also a podcast as well. You can catch the Southern Race Week podcast on uh, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. It's usually up every Monday. So uh, check it out once again on uh, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Just go to the respective services, go to the search, type in Southern Race Week, subscribe, like us, rate us, leave a comment. We would greatly appreciate it. So you can go back and listen to all the shows we have conducted here in season one of the Southern Race Week radio podcast. Also, we are available on social media as well. You can follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. You can follow our fearless leader at WB Radio Network. He also has an Instagram page as well. And you can follow yours truly on Twitter at Alfie underscore 19. Don't forget about our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. You can go there to get the latest in NASCAR news, short track news, anything that is going on in motorsports. We will deliver you all of that news on our Facebook page. And don't forget about the email address. If you're an up-and-coming driver and you like to get a little bit of exposure, maybe you've been winning or get the word out about uh, your organization, we would love to hear from you. Email me anytime at srwradio at yahoo.com. That's srwradio at yahoo.com. Feel free to drop me an email anytime if you would love to come on the show and be a guest, especially if you're a young and upcoming driver out there on the short track circuit. So hopefully you enjoyed this week's uh, broadcast of Southern Race Week Radio. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we'll catch back up with you again next week right here on Sunday Race Week Radio along the far-flung Sunday Race Week Radio Network. I found where we don't go.